This is the actual show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brendan Weatherby. Please put your hands together because this is being recorded. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I am in no way nervous or worried in any way, which is not a good thing. Uh, I've just been doing this for a very long time. This is uh, year 11. This is show number 541. So no offense, you are not a special crowd, but <laughs> you are the most important crowd that I could be speaking with. Uh, no, not with. Don't talk to me. This is a quiet show. You listen to me. That's how this works, and I'd like to apologize for that. That's what you've sort of signed up for. Once again, it's a free show, so please don't complain after <laughs> the fact. Um, I do not have any siblings. I grew up as an only child, single parent, only child. Uh, in no way am I complaining. I just wanted to make it clear that I like to use the library to learn about things. So, um, a lot of people musicals awakening came from an older older sibling, maybe a parent that actually cared about music. My mom did not like music. She actually does not like music or animals. So that's how you get this to host a talk show. Anyways, I love the band Nirvana. Now, uh, most people heard about Nirvana from the radio or MTV, but we didn't have MTV, and we've already established that my mom didn't like the radio, and I was like 10, so I didn't really control the dial. So I learned about Nirvana, like most 10-year-olds, from the Westchester Public Library in Westchester, Illinois. Um, when I was 11 years old, I checked out Michael Azarad's Come As You Are. Now, Come As You Are was the authorized biography of Nirvana. Authorized matters in that context because authorized means that they're going to allude to heroin abuse, but they're not actually going to say this man abuses heroin. Spoiler alert, please don't do heroin. It's a horrible, horrible drug. Anyways, that's how I learned about zines, and that's how I learned about bands, and that's how I learned about booking because I checked out a book from the local library when I was 11. Now, I renewed it twice because it's a very long book, and it was well beyond my reading level. It doesn't matter. That book changed my life for better or worse. Since then, I have read about 15 books about Nirvana, and I did the math, and that's over 4,000 pages on a band I was never able to see. I've, I've spent my Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours studying Nirvana. Do you know how many people made fun of me for that growing up? Zero. Zero people made fun of me for that because that was somewhat of a kind of cool thing to do. It's like, hey, you found your thing. You care about this thing. You maybe want to incorporate that thing into your life. Go on. Go do your thing. Be proud. <laughs> no, they, no one said be proud, but they said positive things about it. Now, I became a father this year. That's not a line for cheap applause. Please. I've done very little compared to my wife. I became a father this year, and as soon as I did that, oh, that sounds weird. As soon as I found out I was going to be a father, I decided to do what I did when I heard about Nirvana. And that means I went to the DC Public Library website to look up books about being a father. Now, you want to know uh, how many people said that's a good idea? Zero. Do you want to know how many people made fun of me? All the people I told. A hundred percent of the people I told, hey, I'm going to be a father. They said, why would you read about that? That's silly. Why aren't you spending more time learning about Kurt Cobain's heroin addiction? <laughs> if you go to the DC Public Library website, specifically into Overdrive, that's their online function, function and if you type in motherhood, there are 246 results. Um, these are very, very helpful books. Um, some are about fertility. There's some about breastfeeding. There are multiple guides. Uh, there are a few memoirs, heartwarming stuff. If you type in fatherhood into the DC Public Library, you get 43 results. I don't know if you guys know this, 
43 is fewer than 246. 43 books. The first three books in the search result for fatherhood in the DC Public Library come from the American Romance series. Fatherhood. Uh, three of the next results are My Struggle by Carl Ove Nausgaard, the Norwegian author who wrote six books about the banalities and humiliation of his life. <laughs> fatherhood. My favorite result from the first page of the D.C. Public Library search result is The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Now, for those unfamiliar with The Road by Cormac McCarthy, I've read The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Never once did I consider this is a book about fatherhood, but it is technically a book about fatherhood. This is the Wikipedia entry because that's the kind of show we run. A post-apocalyptic novel detailing the journey of a father and his young son over a period of several months across a landscape blasted by an unspecified <laughs> plague that has destroyed most of civilization and in the intervening years, almost all of life on Earth. Fatherhood. You know, you know what would have been helpful? The happiest baby on the block. That, that would have been helpful. Instead, I know how I'm going to die in a wasteland known as America. You know, you know what else would have helped? A book about swaddling. Did you guys know what swaddling was? Because I didn't until I had a baby. And that's messed up because I have a college education. I knew none of this. No one showed me how to burp a child until the child was in existence. That's crazy. I didn't know what tummy time was until it was too late to start tummy time. Tummy time is incredibly important, and if you don't do tummy time, the child's neck won't be strong enough to survive. No one told me that. Why would you read a book about fatherhood? This is not a book about fatherhood. This is not a show about fatherhood. This is a show where I get to talk to people I know and I care about, and hopefully you'll care about once you get to know them. And the first act we have for you tonight is a, is a trio of men who dress better than me, and I am very glad that we did not color coordinate because black looks much better on Slow Love than it does on myself. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Slow Love. Just building uh, dramatic tension. Trick in the theater world, we're in a theater. The National Theater for the Performing Arts. This is a song called Half Mast. Obviously built for double drum bands. 
what the talk looks like or if we were on top at all. Feels like we're hanging on by a string. We sold our soul to the devil, but it didn't give us anything. We just flow the line Never getting any better Cause we're never on Yeah, we just flow the line Never getting any better what have we sacrificed at the altar of convenience? And who have we left behind for a comfortable experience? It feels like we're hanging on by strength. We sold our soul to the devil, but he didn't give us anything. So we'll just float along. There's no need to get better when you're never wrong. And the flags will keep flying, but they'll be at half mast as long as this fragile experiment lasts. We'll float along. We'll float along. Yeah, the flags will keep flying, but they'll be at half mast as long as this fragile experiment lasts. We'll float along. We'll float along Yeah, the flags will keep flying But they'll be at half-mast As long as this fragile experiment lasts We'll float along We'll float along Thanks. Slow love, everybody! Brian, please stay on mic. Brian, uh, you are the lead singer of Slow Love, is that correct? That's correct. Who is to your left and who is to your right? To my left is the one and only Lazy Adam Stern. <laughs> to my right, DC's finest, DeLorean Shane. I enjoy what you do quite a bit, and I would like to... Uh, prove to the Kennedy Center that you should never give us wireless microphones. This is completely unnecessary, <laughs> and what you've done is make people feel uncomfortable in a way we're blaming you on this. <laughs> They'll be here all night. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for my co-host, Allison Lane. Hi. Allison, I've Good never afternoon. had a desk this large. I feel wow. I'm referring to a large table as a desk. I love it so much. <laughs> Allison, Look at you coming up in the world. Yes. Fantastic. 
I like that I am wearing a full suit and I'm hiding behind a giant large desk and you are not wearing pants. I am not wearing pants, but I also uh, joined a band today. I'm the newest member of Slow Love. Congratulations. Thank you so much. We color coordinated. I'm wearing black and white as well. But yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm not wearing pants. Why? I honestly, you talk about being unprepared for fatherhood and that's something that's new and exciting to yes. you. Seasons change literally every few months. That's and I true. cannot figure it out. Why? I don't know. That's a bad September thing. just like caught up, like just snuck up on me. And I'm like, what is this? This is my best attempt to cover my body. Well, so- <laughs> you're wearing sleeves for the first time in I'm a while. I'm wearing sleeves for the first time in months. Mo- pulled up a bit though. They're, they're what? There's uh, skulls on them? Or I love that. Yeah. Big fan of skulls. Or how I'm a mess and I had my purse on my, it's a mess. It's, it's a mess. Clothes so are dis- disappointing. For the people listening at home that aren't Woo. in the room, Allison is wearing overalls. Oh yeah, I'm wearing overalls. That's what they're called. And about 10 minutes before the show, <laughs> she tried to take her purse off and realized her purse was strapped into her overalls. Yeah. I thought it was just a smart, I'm a woman in 2019, maybe this is See, how I need to move. See, that's what men would think, but no, you got to take the purse off in case you got to run or something. I don't know. But that does make sense because what if you're getting robbed? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sometimes guys do have good ideas. Thank you so much. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> how, my, my last two months have been filled with one thing, probably uh, a lot of thought about one thing and one thing only. Mm-hmm. What have your last two months been filled with? Um, anxiety. Why? Because... You know, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. The seasons are changing. I, honestly, the season changing is like the silliest thing. Isn't that dumb? It is. It's dumb. It happens all the time. You're not from like Florida or I'm California. Not, I'm from here. So what's going? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> what do you think happens is when this the a leaves therapy die? Session? No, not oh at all. Oh my god, you meet them, everybody. In my therapy session. No, you I should see a therapist. Know. That's not. This is not comedy <laughs> at all. I know this is a comedy festival, but a lot of comics do dumb things because they don't see a therapist. Oh. It's important to see a therapist. You should talk to somebody. Thank you. Yeah, I do. I do see a therapist. Every, yeah. I had to miss today's appointment because of this show. This so is very important. That's a bad thing. But they gave you snacks here. See, they that's did give the us snacks. Wonderful here. thing about being an artist, you get snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. There's oh. actually a ton of snacks back there still. Like, we're going to eat them. Stop bragging to people. This is a free <laughs> show. Um, coming to the stage is someone that uh, has been on the show about once a year, probably for the last seven years, seven years or something like that. Uh, she's one of the few guests that we ever have on the show that people uh, know and like. So that's a, that's a lovely thing. I guess I'm making fun of every single other guest besides you, Alexandra. Um, she's, she writes for the Washington Post. And a few years ago, she, has, she wrote this book. And I, I only brought it because I wanted her to sign it. We're not going to be speaking about it in any way whatsoever. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Alexandra Patriot, everybody. Alexandra. Okay. Going middle. Hello. Now that is some playing on the guest music, Slow Love. I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alexi- I should have walked more slowly so I could have really absorbed the walk-on this music. This is not Ellen. I don't want anyone to like me by the end of this show. Um, <laughs> that's a knock on me, not on Ellen. Ellen is a fantastic performer. Have you read Howard Stern's new book? Have I? I've heard of it, yes. It's okay. There's yeah, an I L- hear he's a great interviewer. What? Yeah, he's no, that sounded weirdly like I've heard of it, yes, but no. Like Will you please sign this before we begin? Yeah, sure. This is like a waiver. Okay. Should I make some scratching noises on the paper with the pen so it's like... Here, please be as quiet as possible. I want everyone to just respect your penmanship. This is fascinating. She's using oh, your right hand. Oh, she's writing it to wow. me. This is great. Ooh. With blue ink. Did you choose that? I did choose blue ink. Why? It's not legal unless it's black or blue ink. Okay. So it's for contractual reasons. <laughs> I'm signing <laughs> a book. It's a legal binding document. 
that Alexandra wrote, and it was published, I want to say 2015? Yeah, that's right. 2015, before things in this country got great, <laughs> from Alexandra. <Ooh. laughs> Let's put that to the side. <coughs> Here's why I like you. You went to Harvard, blah, blah, blah. I have to mention that every single time because you went to Harvard and you still talk to me. That makes me feel smart by association. <laughs> well, Sorry. Oh, well... I'll take it. Number two, you love Kurt Vonnegut, and uh, I always assume that Kurt Vonnegut's for people like me, not for people like you that went to Harvard, and that also makes me feel smart. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, I actually just read some Kurt Vonnegut that I hadn't read before. Perfect. Which, yeah, I'd never read Sirens of Titan, but it was great. It was so tight. It was your <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kurt Vonnegut, he was so tight. Listen, this That's guy. the quote from yeah. Alexandra, Washington Post columnist who went to Harvard. <laughs> um, what's your favorite book? He doesn't need my approval. Uh, my favorite actual book or my favorite Vonnegut book? Vonnegut. Ooh. Up until this point, I would have said Cat's Cradle, but now I really like Sirens of Titan. All right, good to know. I'm going to write that down for the ledger. Uh, favorite book all time? Ooh, all time. I hate to be that guy. I'm going to be that guy. Uh, I really liked Remembrance of Things Past by Marcel Proust. That's it great. It was great. That's I great. loved it. I read the translation, so I'm not like a real that person who's read it. No, you're more that here. person, which is <laughs> even better. I love yeah. you so much. I thought you were going to be like that person and say like the Bible. I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I mean, wrong with the yeah, Bible. Yeah, no, nothing wrong. It's a good it's book. A great book. Yeah, it's very long. The best, the best book. A lot there's of like two of them, right? There yeah. are, there's two parts. Yeah. And there's like regular sequels and authorized sequels. Speaking of authorized sequels, another reason why I like Alexandra, huge Star Wars fan. Oh she yeah. Walks around with an R2D2 backpack by choice. It's you didn't lose enough. a bet. You don't have a. You don't have a child. No. That's your <laughs> life. Yeah. You're a smart, intelligent. I'm in my 30s. <laughs> woman with a really good job. That walks around with an R2-D2 backpack. You like what you like, and that's wonderful. And yeah. I know that you only did this to find a, a search for a white man's approval, so you've got it. Aww. Congratulations. Woo! Thanks, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it weird that your stuff is sent from a lot of parents to a lot of your peers? Like, hey, I saw this thing in the paper. It is a little weird. I'm always like when someone comes up to me... I'm like either they're gonna say I like your stuff and I'm gonna be really excited, or they're gonna say my dad loves your stuff and I'm gonna be really excited. And I'm never sure which one it's gonna be. That's so nice. Yeah, but it's it's like a nice thing to have. Like, I'm the Venn diagram between people and dads, which I guess dads are also people. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I keep weirdly delineating the ends of categories, so it sounds like I don't think Vonnegut books are books or dads are people, but I think both of those things very strongly. Um, but I didn't think you needed to clarify that, but all right, <laughs> yeah. that's fine. Listen, for anyone who was concerned. Do you ever get hate emails? Oh, yeah, but, like, just mild hate. Because I mild? feel... <laughs> yeah. yeah, what is a mild hate letter to Alexandra? Oh, it's like, kill yourself, but I'm like... Oh. <laughs> I, but I, was, I wrote back, I'm like, I have, that'll interfere with my plans for next year. I had this, like, really witty rejoinder that I was super pleased with, and they did not respond. Did you ever respond to anything with the word rejoinder in the body of the email, and they go, huh? <laughs> No, you'd be surprised. Sometimes, like, once they realize you're a person, once you send the email back, then you get into a nice correspondence. But only then they thought you were just an aggregator bot? Like, how did... Wh what yeah, sometimes, it? like, they just saw the headline, and they're like, I'm just going to send an email into the internet, and the internet will take it somewhere. And, like, it's just the act of sending the email that is its own sort of absolution, kind of. Perfect transition. You just mentioned headlines. Uh, Love a good headline. You're, did you... Number one, do you write your headlines? I sometimes suggest a headline, but uh, there are other heads... We're going to talk about three specific pieces that you've written over the last few months, if that's okay. Let's do it. We're going to go in reverse chronological order. The most recent, The Day God Gave Us Guns. I wrote that headline. That is one of the best headlines of the year. 
uh, did anybody... Th- this is the kind of piece that you write where I could see people not reading it thinking you're on their side, and then I could see people not reading it thinking that you're the worst person on earth, where, in fact, you're somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As so are we all. S- no. Uh, some people... Are <laughs> no. So, do you, do you know the name of this show? You meet them everybody. You meet them everybody. Now, I stole that from the Blues Brothers because I'm a huge fan of Canadian Lorne Michaels movies. So, um... <laughs> Do you know th- do you know the premise of Blues Brothers? Yeah. What is that? They're brothers and they have a strong <laughs> bond and they like the blues. And I You're Carrie not Fisher's wrong. in it. Carrie Fisher's in it. That's Carrie all Fisher I remember. Carrie Fisher is in it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the mo- yeah. Okay, so there's like two points. And they do a lot of singing. They do do a lot of singing. But do you know why they're singing? Because they were left in a church kind of sort of so they're they were they were they grew up together in an orphanage so they're not blood brothers they're musical brothers and like mm. sort of a are and they th- blues brothers exactly they <laughs> were raised right, by cool. cab calloway no. who lived in the basement <laughs> of the church but they don't necessarily like the church but they know like we have to work with what we're giving we're g- we don't want these other kids to not have a place to stay even though we're not fans of the catholic church does that make sense that's the first one you know the other part it's very relevant to right now mm-hmm. nazis are bad that's yeah. the other premise of blues brothers uh. So when you say most of us are in the middle, I say no. Yeah. Because <laughs> the not, and by the way, that's optional. You don't actually have to be that. Like being a Nazi? That's optional. It's an option. It's yeah. not, you're not born that. Yeah. Anyways, no, now that you true. know what that is, how was the yeah, feedback? No, I, I don't know like ha- how my uncontroversial, like people are all flawed became like, but some people are Nazis. Well, this yes. is true. This yes. is true <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, no. I agree. Nazis are not in the middle. Thank you so Nazis much. Nazis are bad. I'm agreed. not afraid to say it. Fine, fine. Even in 2019. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of things that are blatantly bad, let's go to another very, very recent column that you should have written a year ago. Not you should have. You could have written a year ago. And unfortunately, yeah. it's more than relevant now. Um, there's nothing wrong with good, harmless fun. Um, do you want to tell people what that column was about? Or do you want me to read my favorite quote from the Why piece? don't you read the quote and then I'll... Sort of steam over here. This is to me how you could summarize all um, outrage culture on the internet when it comes to stand-up comedy. Anyone that says uh, the so and so is bad and they're just trying to censor me, this is usually the retort. This is from her column. There's nothing wrong with good harmless fun. Quote: Fun is what I do to you. You can tell because I'm laughing. Parentheses. I have noticed you are not laughing. To me, that is the <laughs> perfect summation of someone who looks like me and sounds like me and has a platform like this but doesn't actually believe what I believe and uh, doesn't acknowledge that, hey, maybe the other person's point of view is just as relevant. Hey, maybe consent is key here. You wrote this in a funny, weird... It's weird to say that you were able to describe consent in a funny way. (laughs) Well, but I feel like consent is something like, like most things that exist, you should be able to talk about it in a funny way and in a serious way, just as long as you're talking about it. Uh, So... I guess, yeah, because it's sort of the thing with jokes where people are like, hu- I've, ever since becoming a professional humor writer, I've never felt like I was more of a humorless killjoy than now. Yeah. But now all I am is sort of like a humorless killjoy in scold. And I say that kind of ironically, but also I'm just like, just because you're laughing doesn't mean something's funny. And it's all like, like, I had, like my whole sort of unified humor theory, which is like the least funny thing to hear anyone who writes comedy ever talk about. Thanks so. for appearing on this talk show. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, which is like people laugh because they think something's true. And so like if I were going out here and I was like, you know what? I don't believe in weather. And like if you all also didn't believe in weather and you were equally like we can just make weather up. Like if we all just think hard enough, we can like, you know, uh, 
Marianne Williamson our way out of the storm or whatever it is. Um, sorry to use her name as a verb. Um, and so, like, and if we all believed that, then we'd be like, that was a hilarious joke. Like, what a great premise. I accept that premise. And so, like, I don't know, all jokes are kind of arguments if you really get down to it. And so sometimes your argument can be like, when somebody's treated that way, they shouldn't feel bad about it. And that, I feel like sort of a lot of the harmless fun stuff gets down to like, well, if I laughed at it when someone did something traumatizing, then it wasn't traumatizing. And it's like, no, you don't get to decide whether something's traumatizing or not because you're laughing or not. But anyway, that's my hilarious series of jokes. And Let's make it even funnier. What was that column uh, about? Oh, it was about the Kavanaugh redux. Oh my goodness. Here's what's cool about that. <laughs> and for you, if anything, you should say thank you to the current administration because Supreme Court appointments are lifetimes. You will uh. never not be able to write this column. Oh, Congratulations, yeah. Alexandra. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's a real boon. Is this is the next column the most popular you've written in 2019? Because I definitely did the dad thing where I sent this around to people. Why have I yet to denounce the president's racist remarks? Oh, that one's always fun. I feel like I've written like several versions of that one. Uh, what was, uh, not to be mean, I don't, I don't even care. Why am I saying that? What was this one even about? I mean, I know what the column was about, but what was it in reference to? I'm trying to remember. I think it was just like a bunch of people weren't, d hadn't come up with a, like he just said something really terrible and everyone was like, well, that's a distraction. We can't possibly say anything about it. And, but like there will come a time when we're going to, and it's going to be super courageous and awesome. And I just can't wait for that moment when that <laughs> moment arrives and it's coming any second now, uh, just, just watch and hold. And so it's almost like, well, I had like six things to do and like my laundry was in a big pile and I'm going to like do it. So this sort of became like a laundry list of things that no one ever accomplishes. And it's like, well, you know, when the sun kisses the earth and all of that wonderful Greek mythology gets itself resolved, then you sure bet I'm going to denounce those remarks. But anyway, we've had such an abundance of moral courage surrounding the president lately that it's been like, I barely had an opportunity to write anything like that or like eight versions of that same column. But are you yeah. tired? Oh, yeah, I am. Are you more tired because of the last few years or do you think just because you've been doing this job so long, you're tired? Well, a little bit of like. It's sort of. Cause I'm sort of in very like everything is absurd and nothing is funny mode and so like to try to be like where do I find a joke in this can be like everything if you'll notice like what I'm carrying around because I'm always like here's some props and in my R2D2 yeah. backpack I've got props and one prop is like a newspaper because I like reading the print newspaper just so I can mm -hmm. see what Mark Trail is up to if for no other reason because <laughs> um, he's in the comics he's there he's doing things um, <laughs> And I think he's going to look for a Yeti. Something like that is going on. And he had a whole week where he was like mad about the comments that he was getting. But he had to fictionalize it because he's Mark Trail. So it's like Mark Trail's articles about nature are getting mean comments in the fictional magazine for which he writes. And he's telling Cherry how upset he is about it. And I was like, wow, this is quite a window into the mind of the script's creator. But Anyway, so Mark Trail, but I also have this giant book of like horror because the thing that I read now just to escape is horror, like literally to go to Whoa. sleep. No, I'm not even kidding. Like literally to go to sleep. There's this guy on YouTube named Lazy Masquerade and he's got the most soothing British accent in the world. And all he does is read stories of things that went wrong on the dark web. And I just listen to that to like soothe myself into sleep. What? So I think this has broken my brain is what I'm saying. <laughs> you have a partner. You have, yeah. You're wearing a wedding ring. You are a married person. Yes, I am. What does your person think? think of this well so i put it in my i, I we, he put like headphones in <laughs> to sleep well he, he also has his own like bedtime ritual he'll like listen to like an interesting podcast about like 
you know, science. And I will be like, and so tell me what went wrong on the deep web. <laughs> and Hold on. So you're both sleeping in this, I'm um, the same bed or this yeah. Lucy and Ricky style? Okay, same bed. And you both have headphones in. Well, so he has headphones in and I have my phone underneath my pillow that it's on low so he can't Understood. hear it. Yeah. It's very dystopian. It's like that picture of people like with their phones subtracted, but it's like, you know, it's like a Ray Bradbury novel, sort of like that cozy comfort that you have. Why? Aren't you worried about your partner's eardrums? I think he takes them out. I, I, if I, he's I, sleeping, he I might should, forget. I should investigate this further with him. I had a roommate. Yeah. He Love this roommate. Still, still care about him. He was allergic to cats, but he needed a place to live. And we're like, well, we had the cats longer. So then he just <laughs> took Benadryl every day until he was bleeding from places you shouldn't bleed. Oh, he was no. That, he was that kind of guy. Oh, that's bad. And he's the only other person I know that slept with earbuds I in, and then it went in his ear. Oh, geez. Well, I'm going to talk to him the second I get off of the stage. I'm going to be like, Steve, there's a problem. Um, but I think he read a study. I could always assume that Steve has read a study about whatever it is that he's doing. Are, have you ever been worried about your safety and what you do? Because uh, last week, or sorry, last two weeks ago on the show, just from coming to the show, Allison had to worry about her safety. Because I don't know if you know this, things aren't always great for not white men in America in 2019. Surprise! <laughs> so have you ever worried uh, about your safety because of your job? I Fortunately, I think not. It's just sort of like the thing where like, Maybe I should be more worried about it. Oh, no, no. I'm not <laughs> trying to make you live in a fear state. You're listening yeah. to Secrets of the Dark Web yeah, every I'm night. I'm, yeah, there's nothing worse. I could tell you that would make <laughs> you afraid of anything. Yeah, take out the headphones and also, like, be afraid. But, no, I mean, like, we do, I think, as a workplace, worry about that. Because, like, we, you know, the president keeps targeting you as fake news, and that doesn't seem great. The workplace is the Washington Post. Yeah. Do you get an Amazon discount? I don't think so. Seems like, why are you even working yeah. there? No, honestly, it's like... <laughs> If I'm going to get the kill all yourself of the blames. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You said that the kill yourself emails are mild. Have you gotten any spicy ones? <laughs> um, well, actually, I got a, one from this lady who used to write all this stuff. And it wasn't like a kill yourself email, but she would every single time I wrote anything would send in this thing. And I'm like, she's living in a complicated alternate universe where like Oprah has been communicating with her about like. Some Was it Marianne Williamson? <laughs> <laughs> Call, yeah, that would. You it, know, seriously. Honestly, it would explain a lot. Um, on, <laughs> on both ends. Uh, and so I get this email from this person, and most of them are just like, in, in my world where I live with Oprah, like six things are going on that you need to address. And it wasn't really related to the column. But then I got one after... You don't say. <laughs> I got one after, like, our family dog died, and I'd written a column about it. And she's like, so sorry about your dog. And I'm just like, oh my God, there's like a real person. I had the, like, the reverse of the experience that I usually have. Or hope to give people by responding. I'm just like, oh crap! Like in addition to her like Oprah extended universe, there's just like a person who's sad that my dog died. I'm also sad that your dog died. Well, it was years Aww. ago. And well, now I'm happy about it yeah. because you've moved on. It's in the past. And yeah. Ev most everything is. Um. Okay. Uh, reading your stuff makes me feel both happy and very very sad. Why? <laughs> because that's how I feel when I write it. I think. Uh, yeah, man, we, we really all should, like, we should just pack up after this and just go to th your therapy, just, like, crash it and be like, so let's great. do it. Let's, like, um, but... Uh, do you see a therapist? I, I should more regularly. I, like, I've this fallen is, out This of is, my show is not a guilt trip session for people to go to therapy, but if that's what you take from it, that's on you. So no, but, I, yeah, I feel like as a good millennial, I should do it more than I... I would like to say as a good human being, yeah. 
that doesn't want to end up as one of the dark secrets of the dark web. Yeah. What's your favorite dark web secret? Well, my favorite dark web secret was this person found this, like, I feel like it's, it's actually made up and not a real thing that happened on the dark web, but they, like, like got really high and they put in an order, like, they put a hit out on themselves and then someone came and, <laughs> and it was narrated from the perspective of they're like, I can see the boots. They're coming in to do the hit, and it was very exciting. I don't know if the narrator. So it's just a good story. story. Oh yeah, it's it's all. I think much of it is fiction, but unlike I, your pieces, which are entirely reality based. Yeah. Um, people could read you in the post most every day. Yep. And then is it Saturday? It's in Saturday's print? in print. Um, and I've got a book coming out. What's soon. the book? Oh uh, well, it's w- it's not a field guide to awkward silences, no. which is currently available. Not to be a mean person, but Please tell me it's not Dave Barry is going to be the pull quote or I, the cover quote. I don't know who the pull or cover quote is going to be, but we're starting to think about covers now, which is. I very would exciting. recommend the person that's on the back cover that you're friends with from college. Oh yeah, no, I w- that would be lit. That would as, make a. L- <laughs> as we say, if Fred Vonnegut. What is the um, title of the book? Well, we're still working on the title. What the is the premise of the, the book? Premise, okay, so the premise is like. What is a book? <laughs> it's, so it's sort of a. It, it's kind of a compilation of pre of like stories from the past four years, but also with like unwanted new content, just like the special edition <laughs> DVD is how I'm trying to describe it. It's like the Star Wars special edition gold box. It's like, here's the thing that you love, but also here's some digital footage of Jabba the Hutt that nobody asked for. Um, <laughs> you're welcome, enjoy it. And like a montage of going to a shuttle that really wasn't necessary. Um, Are you excited for the last of the of the nine? I'm like- I, Star Wars, we're talking I'm about Star Wars a, now. <laughs> <laughs> the last of the nine. Isn't it? <laughs> isn't it, yeah, that? Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, I think I'm like in a weird place as a fan where I'm both like devastated by the loss of like the characters who've been lost, like wondering what's going to happen with Princess Leia because they're like, we found all this footage and we've been able to cut it around her. And I'm just like, are you? I sure hope you are. And also just like weirdly excited to see Emperor Palpatine, which is not a position I thought I would be in. I'm like, I'm that guy who's like, yeah, Emperor Palpatine, bring him back. More Palpatine content. But, um. I like you. I like what you write. I like you as a human being. I fear for your husband's eardrums. <laughs> um, good luck on the dark web. Yeah, thank you. Th- thank you. Um, well, there's also stories of like camping across America, um, some of which are pretty spooky. <laughs> Listen, it's a whole channel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, people could follow you on Twitter. It's one of the best uh, Twitter handles, even though it's not actually how her name is pronounced. What is that Twitter handle? It's Petri Dishes, but my name is Petri, so sorry about that. And that's why I butcher your last name every single time you've been on this show. Uh, you're one of my favorite people. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Alexandra Petri. Thanks for having me. Allison, have you ever been on the dark web? Uh, not on purpose. But you've been on the dark web about my accident? No, no, no. Uh, actually, while she was telling the story, I thought about it. I was on a road trip with a friend recently, and they were playing a lot of dark web podcasts, and it was really creepy because I'm in a car that I wasn't driving and just kept thinking about death Do you, the entire th- time. Are you still friends with the person that was Absolutely. driving the car? Okay, yeah. so it's a safe individual. It's safe. Well, I mean, we got there, and Where I'm Where were here. you going? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh, great city. Great. That's a city. It's there. Perfect transition <laughs> for our next guest. One of the only Pittsburgh Steelers fans I know. Oh, my God. Huge fan of Big Ben. That guy's clearly done nothing wrong ever. We're going to get into that. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for my mom's favorite part of the show, and hopefully yours, Haywood Turnipsey Jr. 
rock into a boom. Oh, yeah. Haywood Turnip Z Jr., <laughs> please apologize for being a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. No. All right. I apologize for being a fan of the NFL, but there we go. Not the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't. Anyway, you don't think Wait, it's is a. Pr- that, this is real. This is real. But You're really a Pittsburgh Steelers. He's fan. A Steelers well, not fan. anymore, but you know. Well, because they're ba- uh, good. That's why. No, I'm take. You know, I'm still. I'm kind of protesting. Still. Are you really? Nah. Your son plays Pop Warner too. No, no, just flag, just flag. Oh, we just we flag, want okay. his brain to be okay. okay. I thought he was. Play- I apologize. He was, and then we realized that uh, CTE is real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Winter and I played football growing up. You played yes. until college. I did. So I you did. had a lot more brain damage than me. Yeah, I was good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I played quarterback. So I was a sitting target. So I maybe have as many concussions as you, if not more. No, nah, because I was good. <laughs> What did you play? <laughs> what did you play? Offensive lineman oh, and defensive lineman. Oh man, yeah, you're yeah. just. I was, I was, I was. I've been fat for oh, a no. long time. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, as like any good offensive lineman, I love protecting white guys, which is why I say leave Ben and alone. And that's why you're <laughs> on this show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Heyo, <Kennedy>. actually, <laughs> that would not be the worst show for you to protecting white guys with Haywood Turnipsey Jr. Mm-hmm. And you. <laughs> You mm-hmm. just interview white straight comics, <laughs> and they every other one is the next cast member of SNL. It'll work. Uh, all my friends. <laughs> hey, what, we do a segment on this show called Color Commentary because nothing uh, brings people together more like talk about race relations. Yes. We talk about, uh, we, uh, we comment on all the things that, you know, you don't talk about. So what are we talking about today? Actually, today I, I did a little something different. I was like, okay, we're over here at the Reach. Uh, this is the John F. Kennedy, uh, what is it, center? center. So <laughs> I was like, this is something along those lines, right? So like we have John F. Kennedy Center, this is the reach, this is something new. So what I came up with was, you know, we like doing lists. Like I once did a list of all my favorite white people, uh, which has been dwindling <laughs> as of late. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, how much ben blackface could one person, number one. I mean, there's a lot of blackface out there in, 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 in white land. But yeah. anyway. We're not talking about that. Okay. We're talking about... That's Canada. That's Canada. I know, right? Yeah. Like, even in Canada. Are you serious? Yes. Like, oh, Have no. you been to a hockey game? Not in Canada. Anywhere. But that's, like, where black people ran to, and to find out. <laughs> How many black people you still think are in Canada? Drake. <laughs> eh. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, what did you say, Allison? <laughs> eh. All right. Uh, you're, you're right. Build that wall, Mr. Trump. Build that wall. <laughs> On the north, anyway, oh, these, these people are not liking this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's never what this show has been about, sir. You know that. So I thought about it. I was like, with the John F. Kennedy Center, uh, John F. Kennedy, you know, arts, all that stuff go together hand in hand. So I was like, hey, he used to run with the Rat Pack. Uh, so instead of doing a, uh, uh, I did John F. Kennedy's favorite, what I would be his favorite creators. Okay. So uh, instead of the uh, old Rat Pack, I was like, let's let's go with a new Rat Pack, a today Rat Pack. But instead of calling them the Rat Pack, because in my neighborhood, rats means, you know, snitches. Of course. Uh, <laughs> let's call it the Get That Bag Pack. Okay. Cute. This is all the people who, sh- who are going to be making money and who I would like to see making money. Uh, because when you make money in the, uh, and you put it into the community, it makes for a better place. It makes for a better world. It makes for a, a place like this so we can actually come up here and talk, and I can talk about white people in front of them. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, God bless the Kennedys! <laughs> and money. So it's sad to say. Uh, that's what we have to get that backpack, and I have uh, a few people who I believe, you know, this cat would have rolled with, you know, if he was still around today. 
Are you ready? I am ready. So our list, right? Then this is a fun list. Uh, our first member of this uh, Get That Backpack is Jay-Z. Jay-Z. You got to have Jay-Z. He's because a billionaire. He's a hip-hopper. He's part of the NFL. Uh -huh. He's got a hot wife. Does have a hot yeah, wife? Yeah, he's a modern day Frank Sinatra, Sinatra like right? I mean, he would. He like is a modern day Frank Sinatra. They would hang. Okay. That's not necessarily a compliment. I didn't say it was. Okay, good. Which is why you would have to balance Jay Z with Nas. Oh, okay. Once oh, again, I wouldn't good. Google Nas. Nas uh, is not doing great. Just don't Google Nas and just go, yeah. Just listen to the Ilmatic music. Illmatic was pretty good. How about you don't Google any artist when you find out that they're human? <laughs> no, let's go through the list. So Name through the all list, the right? good ones so left. Jay Z, um, Nas. Uh, then I say Kendrick Lamar. There we go. I think Kendrick Lamar would be the least a, a, controversial pick thus far. Well, he's, he's part of that get that backpack. It brings it back to, okay, let's remember that these, you know, we, we, we have to do better. And everybody has to remember that we have to do better. Uh, and Kendrick is, is a cool guy. You of know? course. He, he would always come in the room and be like, we're going to be all right. And there's a Chicago <laughs> connection there. Yeah. Kendrick's family's from Chicago. Yeah. Kennedy's family made money on bootlegging in Chicago. Chicago Connection. That's great. I'm from Chicago. I love it. I'm a There's a guy with a bear's hat on. I'm watching this hey, season for the first time there in nine go. years. I feel very conflicted. I'm still watching. Watching? I'm, I'm a bad person. <sighs> XFL is coming. XFL yeah, is coming. The XFL has no sins. Clearly, Vince McMahon is completely above board. Never you like wrestling? Man. This is wrestling for I never football. said I liked wrestling. I just said it, it explains everything in 2019 and every other year previous to this year. True. <laughs> True. True. But I love Kofi. You got it. I mean... <laughs> Listen, Kofi, Kofi Mania was the best. <laughs> We've lost everyone in the room. Okay, back right. to you. So uh, I, so Kendrick Lamar, right? We say Kendrick Lamar. Then also say uh, uh, get that backpack or the rap pack out of comedian. So today's comedian would be Dave Chappelle. I think Dave Chappelle is thoughtful. Dave Chappelle is funny. And he's also controversial, there you uh, go. which is, you know, good comedies. The Mark Twain Award winner. He'll be here exactly. in the October 26th, I want to say. Yeah, which is also why we yeah. mentioned that. We're like, hey, come yeah, back totally and makes enjoy sense. that. Uh, but then I said, oh, let's put some actors on this list. Okay. So I have uh, Michael B. Jordan. He's hot. He played. <laughs> he is hot. Uh, he also played. Is Kill there anything Mama. else? <laughs> <laughs> he was Creed. He was Creed. What's was the hottest, Allison? What's the hottest version of Michael B. Jordan? Friday Night Lights, Michael B. Jordan. The Wire, Michael B. Jordan. If you say The Wire, you're wrong. And uh, Black Panther, Michael B. Black Jordan. Black Panther, Michael. Or Creed, or Michael Creed. B. Jordan. I only I saw Black Panther, so I don't of know those the four, you've oh. only seen Black Panther. Yeah. You should see him in Creed. Because he wasn't wearing a shirt in it. He's not wearing a shirt. Yeah, have you seen all oh, of them? Oh, he's not wearing a shirt in that. Well, in like any of them, he's. I got time. Yeah, <laughs> here's yeah, my. I have to go eat these snacks. I'm gonna go Allison, watch them. Let me do my impression of everyone that's ever worked in an office. You haven't seen The Wire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so DC. So DC. So DC. So Michael B. Jordan, I think he would be cool, cool guy to actually kind of balance it out, bring a little bit of style, bring a little bit of cool. Speaking of wrestling, his most recent commercial was a Comcast commercial starring Bill Goldberg. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. He also has a new show coming on Netflix uh, with the young Michael black. Michael Jordan. Yeah, with young black kids, superhero. It's gonna be really good. So check it out. Uh, also on this list, I think we should add uh, Childish Gambino and Donald Glover. I think he's uh, one of the coolest people out right now. He's really avant-garde. He does a little bit of everything. Do you think he would want to be friends with JFK? Well, you didn't say friends. We oh. just said these are people he hang out with to make sure people vote. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then he would always be like, this is America. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. Yeah, yes, that's nah, a very nah, uh, salient nah, point. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> uh, on this list also, uh, we have Ch uh, Childish Gambino slash Donald Governor. Let's add Rihanna to this list. I mean, Rihanna is like one it. of the coolest people in, in, in the, the world. Pack. Well, she's cool, man. And women are in every pack. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but she's one of the coolest people. She's one of the people that uh, one of the few people that can hang with Beyonce, and and well, and that might cause a 
problem at home for some people on this list, but we're going to just <laughs> slide shouldn't. past that not, rule. Not if you don't. Not yeah, if you no keep one's ever stood yourself. under that umbrella or nothing like that. So <laughs> I think they're fine. Rumors. Rumors. People are fine. Rumors. So uh, JFK, right? That's, yes. That's his initials. So you got to have a K. Uh, <laughs> so you got to have Kanye West. <laughs> I love that like three years ago, everyone would have been like, yes, but he was right. But you gotta right. have Kanye West. It sucks that he was right about everything. It's controversial. That doesn't necessarily. That's so, uh, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I, you know I was the biggest I Kanye know. defender until, do you know why? Do you know why I stopped? It why has nothing to do with Trump. Okay. It has everything to do with what we've been talking about with therapy. He considers his mental illness a superpower, which is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But to say that you don't need to medicate something that you know it could be good for you, if you say you don't need professional help because of it, is a bad thing. And especially as the uh, highest grossing musician of 2019, mm-hmm. you have one of the biggest, if not biggest, platforms. He makes mm-hmm. so, he's worth $1.5 billion in 2019. This is a huge problem because he's denying mental health. But he did not say don't medicate. He said let's not keep using the same medications, which is actually true. No, he did. He you're did. splitting he didn't say, hairs. No, no, he I'm has said hairs. I don't t- need to be medicated. And you see how white people do us. I'm asking he just said I was splitting hairs. I'm telling you, he said, hey, let's use different medications. There are also natural ways to treat health. There are, there are many different things that you could do to treat there your are. Med- There are no blanket ways to treat one person's psyche. But you can't guys, say this is for, it works for everyone. He's from Chicago. He is from <laughs> Chicago. Back on Team Kanye, everybody. <laughs> hey, all of the lights. <laughs> Uh, so, like this, uh, through Kanye West, uh, we say let's go ahead and add some, because uh, he is an artist and not just a uh, musician. He's an artist. Let's add some more art. So let's add Virgil Abloh. You know who Virgil Abloh is? Oh man, this guy is not just an artist. He's a fashion designer. He uh, redesigned a bunch of Jordans and off-white, making them a thousand dollars. He designed a, a Serena Williams cat suit that she wore at Wimbledon. This man, uh, he works for Louis Vuitton. I mean, he's literally bringing uh, like that hip hop ethos to art. Black luxury. Do I know Virgil? Would I recognize Virgil? Okay. <laughs> he has to ask. <laughs> yes, all of the time I have to ask. I watch Project Runway every week. He just did this. He said, do I know this guy? No, no, this no, guy? You don't. no Virgil's cool, man. He's, he's cool. a cool dude. He's, he's really thoughtful. And he's, uh, uh, he literally has, a, he's has an art book that turns into three different books. So it's the ways to look at art and just infuse art in so many different things. And I'm like, that's, that's what we need. Uh, as a part of this society to remember that, you know, art is a part of You can't even spell the word heart without the word art. Uh, but that's also true for the word fart. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which brings me back to, really quick aside, I apologize. Um, that was my one issue with Alexander's interview that I didn't think of and I wrote it down. All jokes are not arguments because um, uh, a whoopee cushion is a funny thing no matter what. That's it. So that fart jokes are just funny, period, end of sentence. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Thank you. Consensus. We've reached it. I apologize. <laughs> we just tell two fart jokes at the Kennedy Center? They're the best. <laughs> <laughs> fart jokes are the oh least problematic jokes. They love us. Yeah. This is, I love it. I love fart jokes. Yeah. They don't go away. Is anyone else in the in the bag? Yeah, yeah. Cool. We have Okay, so we have some people to make. Uh, let's round it out. Uh, well, let's add a little bit of A's to this. Let's add Denzel Washington. Let's add somebody who has some cool. They're actually talking about Denzel Washington possibly playing Magneto in the next version of the X-Men. Really? They're talking about it. I don't know that they're going that route. I mean, could you imagine him going, ah? So I say that to say Denzel would be cool on that list. Also, Lady Gaga. I think Lady Gaga should make that list. I watched The Star is Born, and I saw a lot more in that, and I was like, wow. Not only is she a great musician and a great singer and performer, but she also produced some pretty good art that made me think and also kind of made me cry. She's great. Uh, I was like, really? I had no idea I had that much love for Bradley Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) 
I didn't. I was like, oh my God. Oh, Bradley. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, he has a thriving career yeah, at the end of that movie. And he's also a rocket in the, in the, in the Guardians of the Galaxy. How exactly. much? That is, that's a lot of range. <laughs> a lot it's of range. It's very difficult to talk uh, in a movie. And he played it like Face Man in the A Team movie. Like, he does movies I like and movies my mom likes. This is. Your mom likes A Team. You like Stars, Stars Born. Born. Done. Let's, Get let's, it. Let's be honest. <laughs> Great family. And then, uh, uh, I'll round this out. Number 11 on my list is Jennifer Lopez. Uh, Why? Why? <laughs> you need somebody who doesn't have talent? I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Art is also about commerce, and so you need great entertainers. And she entertains. And she's done so for quite a while, and I am not mad at her. Her latest movie is about her playing a stripper, and, and she's A-Rod Puerto Rican bring and in, 50. A-Rod could be bringing pills. <laughs> oh, my God. I because I A-Rod took a lot of steroids for a lot of years. That's why his head is so big. Wow. <laughs> I just so, yeah. But I, say, I think Jennifer Lopez, and then her latest movie actually uh, opened up number one, and it did really well, and has her being talked about of course. Uh, as uh, nominated for possibly an award. Yeah. So I said that to say, not only is she somebody who's uh, – She's one of those people that's just got to remind me, keep on trucking and then keep on moving and that'll remind people that you mm-hmm. may not have talent, but you have drive. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's very talented. I think it's uh, inappropriate for Allison to make fun of anyone that was a flag girl on Living Color that exactly. has succeeded this much. I'm serious. She's been here that's since a 90s. super impressive thing to do. Really? She's yes, it is. Really? Yes. Her singing career? 25 years. Y'all going to really say that she's... Well, what was that? Uh, we, Made we in Manhattan. That movie is career. terrible. Made in Manhattan spelled actress. M-A-I-D. It's great. It's awful. You're awful. I might be. <laughs> you, me, them, everybody who is awful. Me, party. Made in Manhattan is a great movie <laughs> I like starring that. Jennifer. Is that good? I like that. What is that? Out of Sight. <laughs> like, like Out of Sight is one of the What was the one where she beat up that dude? Yeah. That one? Was that yeah. the one? Yeah. And that was Rain. She played Italian. No, was she? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how much? Like, I couldn't play an Italian. No, is that the one where she beat up her husband? <laughs> no, no, that was enough. That was good. And I think this audience. Selena? She We're just going to name every Jennifer Lopez Selena was movie. great. No, that Selena was great. Selena was great. Uh, Monster-in-law. What's up? Monster-in-law. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, if you can make Jane Fonda relevant again, come on now. All right, well, that means uh, it's time for Slola to play. If once he chimes in with Monster-in-law, <laughs> that was the cue of the evening. Uh, we're going to close the show with Slow Love. Yes. Uh, we're going to all think about our favorite Jennifer Love Hewitt movie. Not Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Love Hewitt, who is a cast uh, member on Ryan... <laughs> Ryan Murphy's 911. Some call it 911. It's 911 <laughs> on the Fox network. Oh, she is it's a show about 911 operators, and she answers the phone. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please put your hands together for Slow Love. Has everyone seen the uh, scaffolding on the Jefferson Memorial? No, no one has seen the scaffold. Okay, there we go. Audience participation. We got to get this on the recording, everybody. Um, this song is about that.
What? Is this memorial supposed to memorialize a legacy of brutality, of hypocrisy, and lies? But it's all coming back to haunt you now, isn't it? Yeah, it's all coming back to haunt you now, isn't it? Oh, it's all coming back to haunt you now, isn't it? Yeah, it's all coming back to haunt you now, isn't it? They tried so hard to make it clean, yeah. They missed that old white sheen. But it's gonna take more than that now, isn't it? Yeah, it's gonna take more than that now, isn't it? Yeah, it's gonna take more than that now, isn't it? Well, it's gonna take more than that now, isn't it? 600 human beings. 600 human beings. 600 human beings 600 human beings Six hundred human beings We're slow love and we usually don't play in lecture halls. Slow love, everyone. I enjoy what you do quite a bit. I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for being yourself. Uh, Brian, will you do me a favor and just put something on while I say goodnight to everyone? You got it, bud. By the way, goodnight. It's 358. <laughs> Classic night, late night style talk show time. Uh, this That's perfect. Um, here's why I like you. You're not afraid to live your life. You do me a favor. Come, come here. Come here. Oh wow! And if it's okay with you, you're not gonna sit. We're gonna stand here and then talk to each other in the microphones. Do me a favor and stand on the seat. Okay. okay. I just want to shake your hand like an adult man because that's what adult men do. We shake hands. Give me a second because we're getting a photo of this. It's important that I button this because I'm not so secure about my middle section. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I'm you, not there yet. I don't know, think but, you've uh, ever had a weight problem. Not yet. Well, I've had a reverse weight problem. Wait. I used to have to drink uh, uh, milkshakes to put pounds on because the doctors were concerned. Now, Allison, are, are you confident enough to stand on a chair? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'd like you to stand on a chair as well. I want to do what the white men do. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right, there we go. So it's three people on three chairs. That doesn't necessarily... I love the person... This is complete sincerity. That it's like, you know what? That does deserve applause because they have the balls. <laughs> they have the ovaries to stand on a chair <laughs> for no particular reason. But here's the point. You don't need a reason to do anything. The fact that you came out here today means a lot to all of us. I can't speak for you two, but here we go. Here we go. It means a lot to all of us that you did that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It means a lot to me that you decided to recruit DeLorean and that lazy MFR because you said he was <laughs> because you said he was lazy. That's no, that's his. That's name. why that's I very much his brand. Lazy man. 
and you decided to make music together, and that means a lot to me. And Allison, it means a lot to me that you decided to wear overalls, even though you're not exactly sure how to wear overalls and a purse at the same time. Thank you. And that's impressive to me. And I want to thank Haywood for being here. And I want to thank Alexandra for being here, even though her Twitter bio uh, name is different than her actual last name, and it messes up the pronunciation in my skull because every skull is different, and that's what this show is about. We're all different people. Thank you for being here. This is technically the end of the show, but we're going to stand here silently while they bring the lights up and they play Metallica's Injustice for All in this room because this is the Justice Forum and that's what they built this room for. So for the person at the sound booth, please, if you are so willing, and this is on the rider, this is my only request, play Metallica's Injustice for All right now, the whole album. That's part of the show. From start to finish, while we fade out Slow Love and... My beautiful, disturbing art made by 30 different artists loops in the background. We will stand here silently while Injustice for All plays. Thank you. Good night.